Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, we were just one word away from the greatest friends quote of all time with Ross <laughs> saying, we were on an international break. So if anybody out there listening can come, can somehow cram international into that legendary friends soundbite, I'd be so giddy. Yeah. Wait, yeah. do, do, are you feeling yeah. this right now, Josh, the international breakness of it all? I feel like we've we've gathered here on this podcast to basically put it behind us already and look to look ahead to game week nine. Are you ready? I am ready. I for I, something over the last week or so, I, you know, it broke some kind of cycle that I was in about this season and feeling, you know, I, I really I feel like maybe I've been a little a little kind of like negative under a cloud, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a rough start to the season. I'm sure some people listening feel, feel the same way. And I want that to stop starting now. I think that there was something something happened. I'm sort of like I've made peace with the, like it not being the best start. And I'm just I'm moving forward. Brian. We're not going to look back anymore. And so that is that is the theme of this week's podcast. OK, International mm-hmm. Break may still be on for two more days, but I am already in. <laughs> Josh Landon looks ahead mode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do think we should talk though about, cause the, the, the stakes were pretty high for these international breaks. We had a lot of we had world cup qualifiers. We had Euro qualifiers. Congrats to Scotland who just made their way into Boy. Euro, Euro 2024 today. Um, so a quick roundup, Brandon, for mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't been paying that much attention, anyone who was on a break, uh, much like us, we were on a break. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, what, what did you miss? Quick roundup here, okay? I've got some bullets for you, Brandon. Mm. Uh, first one, Andy Robertson injured. Oh, boy. The degree of that injury to be determined. I think that we'll we'll know more this week, but I think it certainly opens up the idea of a of a possible uh, Samikas punt. Uh, it's an incredible run for, for Liverpool over the next three weeks. Everton at home, Forrest at home, Luton away, Brentford at home. That's just in the next four matches. So even if Rabo was only out for two or three weeks, that still might be enough for you to take the, uh, the Samikas plunge. You know, the shame, he's not quite as cheap as he used to be. I, you know, in my head, he was still, there was a, a couple of years ago, you could get Samikas in as the kind of 4 million sure. Rabba backup. I, now he's at, uh, let's see here. Oh, he's actually, he's only at 4.4. So he's, he's still pretty, That'll pretty do. cheap. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do just fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Samikas at 4.4. Uh-huh. Four. On his injury, uh, it's a shoulder injury, and and you saw him walking off from the Scotland match with his arm sort of wrapped up in his jersey. And it reminded me of the Paulinia injury for Fulham at the very start of this uh, campaign. And Paulinia came back after three to four weeks, I think it was, you do see other players sideline for much longer uh, with sh- shoulder injuries. So as you say, uh, we yep. need more information. Hopefully for Rabo's sake and Liverpool's sake, it's not that long, but it is a window yep. of opportunity for Mr. That's Samikas. true. I have personally dislocated my shoulder before, Brennan, as, as you know. And <laughs> You uh, recover in, scary... in like, as, as long as it takes us to jam it back into your socket. You're back in, <laughs> exactly. you're back in the action. Yeah, but the the, the that Minutes. first the, like right after you like the initial dislocation, uh, there is that moment you're like, this thing is this thing ever going to stay back in its place? And so you have to kind of oh, you have to be a little a little safer a while there. And so I, I think they'll probably exercise a little bit of caution, especially because the fixtures are are pretty good. And uh, I don't know, I mean, the, you know, the, the matches are just never going to stop. And so it's it's not like there's going to be some window of time yeah. uh, where things are going to slow down, maybe in March or something like that. So they just have to kind of, but there's there's like you said. You really can't 
rush this stuff and they have a very capable left back replacement. So anyway, we don't really know how long he's going to be out for. I think that it's, we can talk more about Samikas actually later on in the pod. We have a question from our old friend, uh, FPL chancer that we can uh, dive into a little bit, but I did want to note that right at the start for anybody who's looking at a defender replacement. I know that I am right now with the stupid on. So, um, Despite the fact that I I like and respect Andy Robertson, Brandon, I am hoping for a a significant injury Fair. that kept him out for a long time, where he made a full recovery, hundred percent full recovery. But maybe it takes him two months to make that recovery. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm kind of hoping. His for. family is still getting the most out of him, and his earning potential doesn't take a, a exactly a, a, a hit at all. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he books more commercials during <laughs> this. This could be. Free it's a win win. It's a win win. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He may be able to solidify some investments, get some more money into the market. Learn how I to think play he'll guitar. Be fine. Learn how to play guitar. There's a lot of ways that this could go for Randy Roberts, all of them positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and for our fantasy teams, I think that the longer he's out, the better. Sorry to say, Andy. Um, other bits of news. Uh, Holland blanked again today in the uh, Norway-Spain match. He, he did score a brace uh, earlier in the week that was against Cyprus, though. So I feel like you have to uh, – Cyprus. I feel like we need a little bit of a Cyprus – qualifier there this isn't this isn't tennis brandy was it wasn't playing against marcos Baghdadis or something sure so i think that it's uh it's it just you know if, if you were a little worried still about holland it's like 90 minutes another blank it's not super encouraging i would say it's sort of maybe it's a glass half full glass half empty it yeah. was a crucial match for norway i mean you talk about uh scotland they finished now in the group with spain above norway and norway with just one match left to play are out on points so this yeah. is a huge disappointment for him and odegaard who also played 90 minutes in that match yeah. against spain some people ask questions like, well, what's the quality of this Norway team compared to the rest of the Arsenal team or the rest of the City team with Rodri coming back in game week nine? But we will try to uh, get to that when I think we talk about game week nine captaincy options. Yeah, and I think that it's um, it, it's just a shame, too, that we kind of will never, unfortunately, it seems like see Norway on the international stage. And we, we kind of went through this a little bit with Zlatan in his prime, too. I mean, Sweden is a is is a has a better history uh international football wise but but still it feels like there were there were a lot of great tournaments where where they you know we did, we just didn't see Sweden and Zlatan on the, on the stage sure. so, we still got that uh, Zlatan kind of goal against England uh with the bicycle yeah. kick from the heard round the world uh so maybe Holland yeah. Holland will have his moment one way or another whether it's meaningful or not is it going to cost him a Ballon d'Or I wonder it That's certainly helps. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The way Mbappe and France are going, uh, France is showing no real signs of slowing down generationally. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a big Ballon d'Or problem for him. I know. I mean, they but they won the they won the was it the triple the quadruple whatever it was last year. Is treble. that enough for the treble? The treble. <laughs> I like you jump from. Is it the triple or the quadruple? Uh, well, they won. Did they win four cups or three last year? Was it just three? They won the. Uh, they won the three. I don't think the okay. Community Shield is counting for anything. Well, they. I don't think they won. Uh, the which community they didn't shield even anyway, win. Liverpool so. won that, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. the just the three. Uh, you've got to win at least ten okay. to get call, uh, to uh, Jorginho. I think won fifteen trophies when he 
uh, finished fifth in the voting for the Ballon d'Or. So. <laughs> right. so it's not about Trump. Maybe Messi will win just for his performance in the. Well, he did. I mean, he did win the World Cup, and so uh, <laughs> Messi's, that, Messi's that, got it. So just like this year is a write-off. Yeah, that's true. But it ended in December. This is sort of like when someone wins the Grammy for best for best new album, and it's an album that yeah. came out like 16 months ago. But because of the grant, I don't know. Whatever Gr- the Grammys being relevant again, it's the weirdest thing. It's all social media. Anyway, I don't want to start talking about the Grammys, Brandon. Please even don't. though I do kind of want to. Let's let's move on. A yeah. uh, couple other bits of news. Uh, Ollie Watkins uh, scored the only England goal in a friendly versus Australia. It's a couple days ago. Uh, it was first match for England in 563 days. A lot more <laughs> time between matches than I thought. I just assumed at some point in the last year and a half he would have been called up but uh first time in in 563 days for ollie watkins i think that that position is an easy one for southgate to rotate and uh amongst form forward players in england and because harry kane is like sole ownership over the number nine shirt uh it that is great to see watkins get that opportunity and to get his goal because it may be his last thing England's match to on Tuesday is a friendly, so we could see uh, an interesting. Actually, no, it's a Euro qualifier, so it's kind of, it's the opposite. <laughs> we we could yeah. we could see back to regularly scheduled programming with Harry Kane in the nine and Ollie Watkins getting a rest ahead of yeah. game week nine. Most likely, but still still good for Ollie, and I suppose good for fantasy managers who want to see him keep scoring. Um, yeah. So. Uh, or doing some something on the pitch, assisting, scoring. It's always something with Goal it's always something with that guy, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Brazil, uh, Gabriel, Brazil's uh, Arsenal's center back, Gabriel, uh, scored for Brazil. Uh, it was a, played a one-one draw. Uh, Gabby Gabby J uh, came in as a sub. Charleston started that match. So, um, and I'll just I will also note that uh, Brazil is in Uruguay and Argentina is in Peru um, for late matches on Tuesday. So, Fun. you know, it's a, yeah, coming back from Peru, even though it's Tuesday to Saturday, and I believe Man City play in the, what would be the 3 p.m. UK window on Saturday too. So it's a slightly tight turnaround there. And uh, I think that's something to watch out for with some of those players and uh, maybe a, a just hold up on those transfers until at least Wednesday this week, just to be safe. Alvarez at least did this during the first international break this season as he played for Argentina yep. Tuesday night in South America and did make the starting 11 for city that weekend. Yep. So, and, and he remains really important for that squad. I just found it very, um, you know, in my sick twisted way, uh, do you know what Richarlison did in that Brazil match? Could you guess how many minutes he played and what the outcome was? Uh, 45 minute blank, 59 minutes and a yellow card. So he, his, his fantasy game remains strong, even when he plays in South America. Because Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus, I think was subbed in for him. Correct. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. So that's, so that's something to just keep an eye on, uh, those, those late matches. I mean, Peru and Uruguay, those are, those are, those are, uh, tricky places to play. Um, if you're, if you're worried about your starters, I, I'm actually a little, you know, it's interesting. I, I guess we can just bring a little fantasy in here. I mean, one of the reasons I would consider an, even though I don't mind my 11, I think it looks pretty good at the moment. Um, I would consider an astupid on to Samikas move if only to have a little more bench depth for, um, for game week nine, because I do think there's a good chance that at least one of my starters will just not play yeah. because, uh, virtually everyone I think in my squad is, is playing somewhere right now uh, over the international break. All I know is that somebody on our discord referred to a as, uh, a stupid man. 
And uh, <laughs> I think I think it could stick. I think it could. Stick. That sounds like something you would say. I don't know. That, that sounds like one of your one of your little puns. Um, a couple other quick hits. Uh, Bruno played the full ninety, had two assists in uh, Portugal's match. Uh, Darwin Nunez had a late pen. Uh, we don't normally get this level of. I'm, I'm not normally this this diligent about doing this run up, but I thought it was kind of useful to know what everybody was doing. This is right. good like stuff. The last handful yeah. of days, exactly. Very substantive. So um, that's that's where we are. Everyone's playing. Everyone will continue to play through Tuesday. Um, and on a completely different note, Brandon. But speaking of international trips, you and I are going to the UK. For game week 12, yes. this is the weekend of November 11th. We'll be there for Remembrance Weekend. We are going to three matches. Tickets are booked. We're going to be at West Ham for the Olympiacos match. We're going to be at Crystal Palace for the Everton match. And we're going to be at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge for the uh, Chelsea-Man City match. Incredibly excited about three of them. Uh, different types of tickets for all three games, too. So that'll be kind of different experiences mm-hmm. we can talk about after the pod. And then Friday night, we're working on a meetup. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're just, again, we're just we're so close, Brandon, to, to crossing the T's on that. <laughs> uh, hopefully in the next couple of days, we yeah. will have that all taken care of. But, you know, if you're, if you're looking ahead and you want to meet the cheaters or just, I don't know, get out and, and meet some other people who are, who are yeah, fantasy don't, dorks. Don't, don't come out know? to meet us. Come out to meet yeah. all of your fellow fantasy managers who exactly. live in the, so, the greater yeah. London area. Uh, and, Not about us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're, we're on the cusp of, of uh, likely central London location. We'll shoot that out far and wide yeah. and talk about it on uh, the next podcast. But yeah, mark the calendars. Friday evening, November 10th. November we 10th. will see you. Yep. Yes, exactly. So we'll, and we'll certainly blast that out everywhere once, once that's all taken care of. Um, all right, Brent, I think we should get into uh, our game week nine talk, uh, talk a little bit about this clean slate that I think we should uh, kind of kick things off with, but just one very last shout out here, uh, which is to uh, become a Patreon supporter, uh, join the patrons. If you want, yeah, if, I don't know if this is if this is a uh, incentive or something that's going to keep people away, Brandon, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but you and I did an ask us anything pod last Thursday. We did an hour with no fantasy talk. I don't even think there was, there was barely any sports talk. We've maybe there was some Detroit lions talk in there, but we yeah. talked about, we talked about books. We talked about jobs. We talked about New York. We talked about, uh, things we want to do on the London trip. All it was a very wide ranging conversation. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. If you go to patreon.com slash always cheating, you can, um, support the podcast and say thank you for, um, the free weekly podcast that we do every, every Sunday evening. Yeah, and of course, we'll be back with a Patreon-exclusive pod this Thursday night where we talk exactly about what our moves are for Game Week 9, take yep. all of our Patreon questions about last-minute Game Week 9 dilemmas, and you get yourself into that Discord chat to chat directly with us and and our friends uh, all the way up to the deadline and the match, match day live experience. Perfect. All right, so let's take a quick break, Brandon. We're going to get back and talk about a blank slate in Game Week 9. All right, Brian, we're back. Blank slate, tabula rasa. Okay, mm-hmm. starting fresh. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to do this. I felt like I went through game week five through eight under a little bit of a cloud. Was feeling uh, a little down about. I just it felt like I don't know, just you know, a little bad run of fantasy, some some bad luck, things not going that well. I, I, I it didn't go that well for you either, right? Yeah. I mean, neither of us, and it didn't go well for. It seems like 
someone's doing well, which is great. It's just, it doesn't seem like it's you or me or most of the people listening to the podcast right now. It's been a, it's been, a, I feel like it's been a tricky start for, for a lot of us. The early part of the season has truly been defined by explosive players in specific game weeks, whether it's Son, Sterling, Holland, yep. or Ollie Watkins. And I think that's a really difficult pill to swallow for particularly experienced fantasy managers who feel they can transfer and manage their way into form or out of a bad situation. Yeah. But right yeah. now, if if you're missing the transfer of that particular explosive player, um, then, then you're really falling behind. The question, I think, going ahead beyond the blank slate is, can this trend continue? Will the yeah. season game week upon game week continue to be defined by one player now they're they're not outliers like sun is not an outlier asset many people would yeah. have reason to own him uh watkins yeah, watkins. watkins is yeah. maybe the farthest to field where you wouldn't have expected him to have five attacking or six attacking returns in one game week um yep. but all that said uh i'm i'm with you i'm it's it's less that i feel frustrated by the season as i just feel like it's just in the distance, like I'm, I'm struggling to to see it. Is it yeah. is it a magic yeah. eye poster this season? Like, when- yeah, is that is that what it is? I would, well, that would actually be terrible for me because I've never been able to solve Same. those magic Same. eye <laughs> posters. Uh, and I'm always like, I, to me, I'm like, okay, I could probably spend an entire day and maybe I'd get there, but I, I just like I can't quite like figure out how to. It's like, like they're like, don't look that hard yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to. So, anyway. Yeah, so well, yeah. so what well, then what is your te- technique for blank slate? If if my yeah. rationale is true and it's just a, hey, sorry, you missed out on this key player. You yeah. can't you can't really uh, you, you can't f- figure that out. What's yeah. what's the technique going forward? Well, I guess and I don't want to sound like a, like this is like the psychology corner too much here, but I, I feel like. My perspective is just that I, I, I just don't think I'm playing very well right now. Cause I don't think I have a very good attitude about it. I don't feel like I'm, I'm being very positive or open. I don't think I'm making fantasy fun again. Right. I think I've, I've abandoned MFFA principles, Brandon, core mm-hmm. principles of this podcast. Right. And so I just want to sort of take a good week or a bad week, um, on its, on its own terms and not sort of, if things don't go well, I am sort of, it's like, I'm sort of folding that into every week that hasn't gone well so far. And it's just like, it's just not going to be that big of a deal if I finish a million plus this year. Right. It's not going to matter really. I mean, it's like, obviously in a, in a literal sense, of course it doesn't matter, but even from like, a um, you know, it's not like we're in some keeper league kind of thing where I'm, I'm holding <laughs> on to these players year over year, right? It's like, it's all going to reset next year anyway. Yeah. So, wh- but what, what the is the ultimate what, blank slate? Yeah. But what exactly is the point of going through 30 more weeks where I'm just, I'm just kicking myself and angry and annoyed the whole time. It seems completely pointless and, and not fun. And, and so I think, so I guess, so the, you know, to answer your original question, like what's my goal, my goal is, is to actually be super intentional with my attitude, like actually really try to, it's like, you know, do that kind of mindset thing where I'm just like really trying to put myself in a mindset where I am chill about, <laughs> about whatever okay. happens uh, yeah. over the, over the, over the weekend. And I think, but, and of course it's like easier said than done, but I think, the best thing that you can do, the, all you can do is like, is just be like, 
and very intentional with your with your goals here, right? Like this is what I'm really trying to do. I'm really going to focus on 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 enjoying. Like if something good happens, just enjoy it on its own terms, right? Not think about ownership. Like oh, who who cares? Because everyone else has this player already anyway. Or if things do, if something doesn't go well, don't think about oh that just cost me two hundred thousand rank spots or whatever. Like actually, yeah. and if I'm if I start to have those patterns, I'm going to try to recognize them and 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 like stop it. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this is going to work? Uh, knowing you, I, I have my doubts that it's going to work, but Uh mainly because of the intentionality, because I think you can say your goal is to have fun, but I know your goal will continue to be to finish in the top 10 K by the end of the season, which, which I will say is very, very possible at at this point. So I think it's important, I think, to position this discussion for everybody listening contextually. So if you're like us in the two to three million range to be intentional for the next two months, let's say, is all about attitude. If you're actually having a better start to the season, then actually you want to set goals based on effective ownership and strategic transfers and yeah. uh, all that sort of thing. Things actually, th- things get exceptionally more, uh, not intentional, but specific to the game at that point. Um, so is there, is there like a lesson in positive attitude regardless of where you are in the season right now, rank wise? Yeah, but I just mean I think it's extremely easy to have a positive attitude when things are going well. You know, when I'm having good seasons, uh, I'm like raring to jump on this podcast and, and talk about it. Uh, I mean, if you're having a good season, it's like uh, it's like all happy families are alike or whatever, right? It's like uh, you know, it's it, everyone who everyone who's doing great is feeling great, um, and uh, the, I, I think the people who are doing great. Uh, they should just enjoy it and just, and just kind of keep stick with the flow. There is a stress that comes to doing great, but that, I don't think that manifests itself unless you're like, I don't know, number one in the world. I feel like it doesn't really manifest itself until like game week 32 or later, mm-hmm. right? Where you're suddenly like, oh my God, I could actually, if you're in some money leagues or whatever, you can think, oh my God, I could actually win something here. Uh, but I think this early on, just, just stick with your, whatever kind of flow that you're in right now. Trust your instincts. Let the people, let the people at the top think that. Let them let their guard down and have a very mm-hmm. happy, positive attitude, and then we will strike. Exactly. But I think everyone wins. They, it, I just want to have a happy, positive attitude at some point this season, right? So, you know, they, they've already won because they, they, you know, so anyway, that's the, that's, that's the mindset I'm trying to go into this game week. And um, I just don't want it to feel like, oh, like one more, one more bad thing. I just don't think that's a fun way to approach the season I, it's it, there's just other there are other things to do in life right they just don't like it, it's it has to stay fun like we have to make sure that we're constantly making fantasy fun again that's that should be the goal of this pod uh and uh yeah anyway so that that's enough psychology brandon that's the mindset i'm going into for the rest of uh certainly for, uh, let's say for the the third block of fall <laughs> matches before the next international break all right yeah. that's going to take us right through the uk trip uh I can't promise that I'll be have this mindset in December, Brandon. Let's 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 hold on. What I wonder what the opposite mindset would be. Like, 
we just stop doing the pod. I don't know. Like, well, well, the, the alternative yeah. would be like uh, just me coming on and, and like having like sour grapes all the time. I mean, I don't know. Like, how do you feel? Like, what's your what are your goals for the next handful of weeks? You, you just any- got me thinking about uh, my Instagram discover feed just being filled with dash cam videos of uh, <laughs> like car and motorcycle accidents and, and just road rage. And I wonder if that's <laughs> like a way we could pivot this podcast if everything yeah. could, continues to go poorly yeah. <laughs> um i think well i'm i mean the role i play in this partnership is i tend to be a little bit more of the the positives or just like let it flow uh mm-hmm. manager in that conversation i f- i feel like this has been a mysterious season and that i felt like i had a decent enough start and i uh-huh. let that mindset continue in my mind even as i started to slip from 800k now back to 2.3 million so my attitude right now is the sudden realization of the situation that i find myself (laughs) in yeah and um i think uh it's good because i'm i'm kind of like ready to go to work at this point for me it's less about changing my attitude to a positive one it's more resetting into everything's okay to you need to do some work. You need to apply yourself a little bit. You've also been doing better than me. I think every single week this season, and that's got to, that's got to feel good. You know what? I've just decided something, Brandon, I got another way to make fantasy fun again. This is something that we always, Uh something that we always suggest to, uh, to people when they're, when they're, they need a, a fresh start. And I think beginning of game week nine, Brandon, we're bringing back the 50 buck cup. Let's do it. It's been on hiatus. It's a head-to-head. Brennan and I have done this for for many, many years. And uh, I don't. I, last year we just stopped for some reason. I don't know. Maybe we were, we were too over leveraged. I have an idea. Or something like that. Last okay, time we hung it. out at your apartment, we played Mario Golf on your Switch, and we turned it into a skins game. Should yeah. we? Is there a way we can turn Ooh. our head-to-head into a skins game where, like, okay. month yeah. to month? Right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's maybe try something that. we could track. We, something we could like track on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, I like that. All right, if someone has ideas for how to do a month-to-month skins game, let us know and uh, email us or let, let us know in the yeah. uh, on social media or something like that. All right, so uh, that's enough psychology for this week's pod. Uh, part of starting with a fresh slate, though, is is taking a look at. Um, uh, upcoming fixtures, try, basically just like trying to like clean up your thinking, right? So I'm looking ahead. I've got these transfers. I, I, I may or may not make a move like an actual transfer for game week nine, but I just want to look ahead um, at who has good matches, who has bad matches like that, that kind of simple, right? So um, three teams, the upcoming fixtures that are strong, three teams, the upcoming fixtures are poor. Okay. Just to get everybody listening started on here on this uh, three teams of strong upcoming fixtures, Brandon, we've got Spurs Villa and West Ham uh, Spurs. Uh, it's quite strong for certainly like the next five weeks. I'd yeah. say uh, Fulham palace, Chelsea, Chelsea at home. I don't even really know. Is Chelsea a, a hard fixture at the moment? It's it's impossible to say. Nobody it's knows. It's at least one you can you can say confidently attacking returns. Spurs is gonna yes. they're gonna yeah. score a goal there. So yeah. that's that's yeah. good fantasy wise. That's true. I feel I feel good about yeah conf- yeah exactly confirmed. Uh, Wolves and Wolves and Villa. So it's a nice a nice run. Uh, Spurs also play the Monday match this week too, Brand, which is always yeah. kind of. Yeah. Give me a little, give me a little Monday, uh, action. I'm going to have three players in that game. So it's gonna be a weird pod next Sunday because we'll have, 
I think we do. We have, we the, have the, the same, same players. Three? You, you, doggy, uh, Madison, and Son. The three of us. Right. And the we question rise will be: and fall together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are one of us is is either of us going to have a captain and play on Monday? That's yeah. the question. That is the question. We're going to tease that for the end mm. of the pod. I think uh, Villa also have quite a strong run. I'm feeling a little. Uh, caught out right now with Villa, not having anyone from Villa in my squad. Uh, I think I can get away with game week nine when they play West Ham, but uh, Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home are the following three matches. So uh, it feels a little scary not to have Watkins for for those that trio. Yeah, I rectified my my boo-boo, my whoopsie, by transferring Watkins out with my wild card, brought him back yep. in along with Matty Cash. And that was... That was the plan. Look at these fixtures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, it, it was it was kind of sickening to see I'm going to find a way to get more money into my squad to turn Pau Torres into Matty Cash for that Wolves game in game week eight and then to see Pau Torres yeah. be the one that returned. However, I will say for cash owners, Cash had some incredible attacking opportunities against Wolves, and that's away from home and Wolves – are in a bit of form. Yeah. So this augurs well. I think that uh, any, basically any, I would say if you're a Diaby owner, you got to yep. be feeling good because we know he's back fit. If you're a Watkins owner, obviously. And if you have yep. any from Torres to cash, I don't care. It's, it's, it's like Newcastle light with Aston Villa in a good way with defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Newcastle. Wow, you, you made such a change, Brennan. You were really neg on that on that Aston Villa defense, and now it's a total Newcastle light. He says it was it, it was that Newcastle match in game week one when uh, Mings had that horrible injury, and yep. we talked. We've talked about this game a number of times, even in the moment yep. where it was. Now I see that I should not have blamed Villa as much as I did for yeah, your what, eyes. Your eyes are open now. Yeah, yeah. I've t- got t- my my, time, but. my third eye for Aston Villa. <laughs> third open. eye, your third eye is officially open. Um, the other, uh, and then West Ham. Uh, I, I, you know, Liverpool. We should, we have to throw in there as well. I'll do a bonus uh, bonus Liverpool. But just to start with West Ham, I think I still. Well, you have um, Suchek now, right? Suchek and James Ward Prowse. Uh, so I'd like to see all these teams yeah. in your list here because I've got a lot of play, a lot of players. From <laughs> yeah, these teams. yeah. Amazing. Well, that's well, right. I mean, I guess that that's the advantage of, of wild carding yeah. later, and uh, uh, and and I know a lot of people are looking at game week. I think ten is kind of the the target for a lot of people out there. People who didn't who held off. I, I, I know that game week eight ended up being a very popular wild card week, but uh, ten is ten is up there too, and you can see why because you've got. Um, that Luton match with Villa that I referred to before, mm-hmm. uh, Arsenal hosts Sheffield, um, and um, yeah, and then West Ham hosts Everton too. So just a lot. There's a lot of players. A, a lot of squads have. Um, let's say Liverpool hosts Forest, right? So you can kind of go up and down the line there. So a, you know, a lot of a lot of players that aren't in squads right now. Like even I, I know a lot of us drop myself included drop Saka. Right. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's like, ugh, like I do, I, I probably need to get Saka back as soon as possible. Right. And that's, that may, yep. that may happen as soon as, as soon as game week 10. I mean, do we know if he's healthy yet? I'm not, you know, I haven't really seen any, any like huge updates yet uh, on, on Saka. I mean, he, you know, it's international break. And so I feel like you, even the news that you get, have you noticed this, this new trend? It's incredibly annoying where it's like football London is one of the worst where, they will do these like SEO headlines that are like, 
and they and they like they yeah. keep refreshing the article. So the article was posted like two hours ago, and then it'll be like the up to the minute latest on Saka, mm-hmm. and then it's just some quote from a press conference like four days ago, and you're like, how did you like? It's I, I, Google <laughs> still true. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's still up to the minute. There's been no like, other information yeah. uh, released. Yeah. I guess. I, yeah. I I mean I I also don't think that. Saka's camp, Arsenal's camp, or England's camp could release any information about his fitness, just given that he's not in the camp. Yeah. Um, and it would be it would be a bad look for Saka if he didn't report to England duty because of an injury, and then the report comes out that he's back training, um, yeah, back, back at back that's at Arsenal. True. So I wouldn't expect yeah. to hear anything. But knowing what we know about Arteta and Saka is that he's more likely to play than not, and we've heard nothing about his injury that would suggest, you know, he's going under the knife or it's anything um, too serious like that. I mean, the the guy was just due, like let this man go to bed for a little while. Uh, So I I hope that's been a restorative break for him and he comes back with a vengeance in game week nine. Yeah, I don't see anything. I just was Googling while you were talking here. Um, Evening Standard now claims that Saka is set for injury rehab over the week. Uh, before being assessed ahead of the the uh, Chelsea match, so yeah, I mean, just pre- pretty much exactly what what you just said. So we we shall see uh, on Saka. Uh, the word anyway, "assessed" the, is yeah. huge in the Bakayu Saka word yeah. cloud. It's the yeah, biggest exactly. word, assessed. Yeah, it, and of course that means nothing because it just means what are we going to find out from the the, the the presser on on Friday or whatever. Uh, so. Those are the yeah. So I think I'd say those are the big four. That yeah, Liverpool, uh, really nice run too. Uh, Everton, Forest, Luton, Brentford, especially the next four. They do play Man City in game week thirteen, but the next four in particular are, are terrific. And so um, you know there was a question in, uh, from Chancer I mentioned before about Samikas and whether the FPL gods are just kind of throwing us a bone with him right now. And um, it seems like he solves a lot of problems for a lot of people, myself included. Mm-hmm. He fills that that a stupid on hole quite quite well um if there if if there's any kind of even mild like you know even if it's just two or three weeks with Robbo, that might be enough to justify bringing Samikas in so um and and then yeah i guess that that really brings up the the sala question too which is uh you know you don't you do not have sala you no. made the choice not to go sala is there <laughs> have you given have you given any thought to bringing him in or are you just going to ride without him? Is this just going to go, you know, just going to go solid. I like how you frame um, that. You made the choice. Uh, well, there was no, I, I, I yeah, I did. Well, I, I, there wasn't like a, an accusatory tone to it. I mean, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I just like, I just mean like you, you literally, it was a choice, right? You were on a wild card. So that's, that's what I mean by that. Like you, remember, when you're a wild card, when you're on a wild card, you've got to make choices yeah. and you made a choice. I remember like getting home late after curfew and my mom was like, where were you? And I was like at a friend's house. And she's like, do they not have phones at your friend's house? <laughs> and that's, that's kind of how I feel not having Sala is you're my mom. And you're just kind of like, did they not have Sala where you were when you were wild carding? What was the problem? Um, but so, I mean, the, the gamble is the the, cl- the age old, I'm going to cover Salah's points with other players and I like the sure. look of my team so much better. Yeah. You're not going to captain him very often, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think I'd feel smug about my decision to go without Salah had he not scored a brace, scored a bloody yeah. brace in game week eight. 
And would you feel smug? I, I'm not sure I've ever felt, sm- felt smug in my entire life. I don't even know what it would feel like to feel smug. It's just it might, <laughs> I, like I there's I have too much anxiety at all uh-huh. times to ever feel like truly smug. Do you feel smug often or just like sometimes? Like are you, uh, do you feel smug every day? A little bit every day? I'm not an everyday smugger, uh, okay. but I'm okay. a maybe a one smug a month sort of a guy. Uh, wow. I enjoy okay, feeling smug because that means yeah. that uh, it's an I told you so moment. So you'll walk by like a McDonald's in Midtown and be in like, be like I'm not eating there. And so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. As I walk into the uh, sweet green and pay $24 for a salad. Um, yeah, exactly. The smugness can work <laughs> is, is going in every direction. A lot of smugness being yeah. fired at me and I'm firing it right back. That's true. That's true. It's a smug economy. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So there it is. Uh, as the smug economy goes, so does the Sala economy. And right now, um, uh, I don't have him. And it's like you were saying with Watkins, you're feeling exposed, not having him. I, I can't believe I just compared Ali Watkins to Mo Sala, but here we are. This is kind of what the season has, yep. has come down to. And I, and, and that really was it. Uh, to get Watkins, I had to to get Watkins and Trippier. I sacrificed Sala to to be reductive. Um, sure. No, I I, do, I, I I don't know how you read a lot into the way I said that. I, I, I you made a choice. I didn't even say it was a bad choice. I mean, I think I think it was a it was a rational choice. Yeah, it does look bad because he scored a brace, but I, it doesn't mean it was a bad <laughs> choice. I mean, you yeah, got twelve yeah. from you got twelve from Trippier. It's only three fewer than than Sala. So you know, it wasn't wasn't. Didn't work out so poorly. So, so then where are we on the Salah heat and seven from Trippier? I guess it wasn't 12, but you know, whatever. yeah. Um, so you have Salah and I do not. The narrative that uh Salah is setting that we've talked about on Always Cheating before is he is the Harry Kane of this season. Last season, Harry Kane, we were like too expensive, can't fit him in, and week after week after week, he provided fantasy points. Yeah. Um, it's the same, it's it's Pretty much exactly the same situation. I can't think of any difference between that Kane situation and the solid uh, thing. Yeah. So you having Sala, are, are do you look at people who don't have Sala and think that's that's kind of crazy? Well I, don't, well, I don't feel smug if that's what <laughs> okay, you're Okay, we know that. Okay, um, yep. But, uh, well, I think it's a little different than, than Kane because I do think that Sala... I think given um, given that Holland has has been a kind of mild disappointment fantasy wise this season, um, it maybe makes him less of an auto captain every single week. I I have to admit, at the moment, I do have Holland as my captain. Uh, they play a Brighton team that that cannot keep clean sheets, and uh, it seems kind of logical to go to go with Holland, uh, my perspective, but, um, but I, I, I could, you can, you make a case for a lot of players actually, I think in game week nine. So again, I don't want to jump the gun on the captain sure. discussion. We're going to save that for the, the, the game week nine preview, um, proper, but I do think that Sala, I think the Kane season last year, there didn't tend to be a lot of massive, like returns, right? Like there weren't like, you didn't always want to captain him because it felt like he was kind of in that, like, he was going to get between seven and nine points every week, which is great. Like that's a great return. But when you had someone like Holland last season, who was getting what felt like double digits practically every other mm-hmm. week, right? If not every week, it's, it felt like at times. Um, whereas with, with Salah, 
he has double digit returns in three of his last four matches. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that with him, I think it's a little more, he, he's a little more captainable and, um, and I think that does separate him a little bit from Kane last season, whereas Kane wasn't quite as captable, maybe a little easier to get away with not having him. So I think that that would be the case. I think for having Salah, certainly if I was wildcarding now, I would have him. You probably would too, honestly, you know, I think it's, it's a tricky one to, to decide, you know, on, on those things. And, but again, you've got to make sacrifices. There's just no way to have everybody, especially this season when there's a lot of, a lot of balance out there, yeah. you know, it's sort of, um, it, it may be that eventually you turn Sun into Salah. I don't think that's like an impossible thing to do. Yeah, that's course. what I was thinking. Just the banana peel for people who wildcarded into game week eight was that Spurs Luton Town match and mm-hmm. the necessity of having Sun because we all assumed yeah. that Spurs were going to pour it on Luton. And yeah, that freak red card kind of threw everything off. I but, do yeah. wonder, looking backwards, if that wasn't a Luton match for Spurs, the obvious thing would be to only have one Spurs midfielder, probably just Madison and Son is Sala, and then the other sacrifices get made thereabouts. But I agree with you. I think Spurs, like they're they're in great attacking form under Ange, but we're now starting to get a better idea of what fixtures are best it's it's almost like the the more competitive fixtures are better for the spurs attack and they're not going to be flat track bullies from a fantasy point of view yeah i well i mean you talked about not having um Watkins for his like like the, the, the it could be the, the one week this season when you don't have Watkins is the one week when you got 24 points uh or 23 cool. whatever it was yeah that's that's how I feel like with Sun just the kind of how I there were four game weeks during the last in between the last two international breaks and I had him for Forest and Luton Town the two matches that he breaked <laughs> that he blanked mm-hmm. and I did not have him for the two tricky matches where he got um, a brace and and scored a scored a goal like I didn't have I didn't have him from Arsenal and Liverpool but I you know, I did have him for Luton and uh, Forest and somehow those were the two matches where he got absolutely nothing out of them uh-huh. so uh, yeah so I, but I, that's also just like kind of randomness you can't you can't really attribute that to, to yeah. he had he had chances and he he put Poro through in that Luton match absolutely should have been an assist um, big missed chance from Poro and uh, so whatever it happens um, and uh, don't call I, Poro I mean, for nothing. What's that? They don't call him Poro for nothing. They don't call him Poro. You got a lot today. This and this stupid on. You should, <laughs> stupid your, man. Poor. Yeah, yeah, uh. These are incredible. <laughs> I can't wait till your open mic night. Please uh, save me a ticket. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, let's... Oh, then just a couple of uh, teams that have uh, poor fixtures over the next five, too. Again, this is part of that blank slate mentality, right? It's like, okay... Let's just like forget everything we've been, everything we've been sort of thinking about with it with these squads uh, in the last eight weeks. Let's start fresh. Who's got good fixtures? Who's got poor, right? So we just talked about a handful of teams, uh, and then uh, you know a few that have poor fixtures are uh, Chelsea, Man City, and Brentford. So um, you know Chelsea, they, it feels like they've had a seemingly endless run of good <laughs> matches to start of the season. It's yeah. not really translated into into huge points, but that. As as always happens in the Premier League, that eventually will turn. And I think we're seeing that now. I mean, over the next five, they've got Arsenal, Brentford at home, which is, um, you know, not a terrible fixture. But, I mean, Brentford just just went away to Man United and were five minutes away from, from you know, beating them. Uh, Spurs away, then Man City and Newcastle away. So basically one decent fixture out of the next five. Um, so now is the time. And most people have kind of divested their, mm-hmm. their Chelsea players anyway, but certainly as another reason, if you had two or three, um, maybe you're holding on to, I don't know, you know, uh, Sanchez and Sterling or something like that. That would be another reason a wild card in nine or 10, right. Would be to kind of maybe drop those, drop those Chelsea assets. And, uh, Man City, I mean, in some ways they are a little more fixture proof. And and I guess with them, it's a little more hit or miss. I mean, they have Brighton at home, probably a pretty good match from an attacking point of view. Although Brighton, you would expect, would have a really good chance of scoring in that match, despite uh, Man City's excellent defense. Uh, away to Man United, just always kind of an unpredictable match. You and I saw Manchester Derby ourselves, and mm-hmm. that was at a moment when Man City were flying high and Man United were not. And Man United still won that, won that match. Match Tomine so. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. McTominay and uh, and Anthony Martial, Martial. too. Uh, took a well-taken goal from him. And none of our bets came through, though, did they, Brandon? How, do, how could they a, not when our, guys our, like Martial and McTominay are scoring the goals? Know, how, is a, how would a you bet not come through? You and I had our little bet sheet that we got at Old Trafford. We were so excited for all of our bets. Uh, and then, uh, then they play, uh, Bournemouth. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, you know, rarely is it all just, is it all bad, but, but then it's, uh, it's Chelsea away, which is, you know, fine, but just not like a, you know, you wouldn't expect it to be an explosive fixture Not for with them. you and, then, and me in the stands. I would not want to go play at Stamford bridge with, that's with true. Brandon do in I, the concourse, letting the beer fall wow. through the hole in the bottom of the cup. Wow. Do I, wow. Do I captain? I think I don't captain Holland for that match. I don't think I want that kind of stress. I don't want to see my captain in person. I think that's going to be too much. Also, like we're going to be probably with other Chelsea, like there's going to be all their Chelsea supporters around us. Mm-hmm. And if Holland scores like four goals and I like, just like start jumping up and down celebrating, like, <laughs> It's not going to be good luck. They're going to kick us out of West London, so we can't. No, the last time I captained a player when we saw a match live was uh, when we saw Arsenal play West Ham at the Emirates, and it was a double game week that was canceled because of COVID, and I had captained Obama Yang, and he blanked, and then the season blanked uh, at that point, and that was tough. (laughs) That was that was a tough look. Yeah, that was that was that was a tough. so I don't know. I think, uh, I think I, yeah, I, maybe I'll just have like one, maybe I'll just, I mean, I'm, I'll certainly have Holland, but maybe we just have Holland and Alvarez and we can just quietly, you know, fist pump under the table or something. 100%. They, yeah. they score a I'll goal. I'll text you. 
<laughs> exactly. Just text me right next to me. And then, yeah, then they play Liverpool in game week 12. So it's a, it's a pretty tough five match run for, for uh, Man City. And by the way, just, I, I don't know how far ahead you look, Brendan, with fixtures. I almost always look in five week blocks. Um, just, I just think you yeah. go any further than that. Um, you're not getting a full picture. You go any fewer yeah. than that. It feels like maybe it's, it's a little too light. You're not getting, you're not getting a full picture. So that's five. Yeah. Years. I might even do a shorter window of three to four game weeks, but, yep. um, you know, because I like to be nimble. Uh, yeah. Three, fours. <laughs> yeah. I think like four, yeah. Four is probably fine. You know, it, I don't know. Five. Maybe I just like the way five looks when I do like a fixture ticket with five. Five does feel good. I guess it kind of depends on who, what kind of transfer you're looking to make. Are you looking to, you've got a luxury foreign player transfer to make, uh, make maybe you want to capitalize within the two to three week window, yeah. or are you looking to bring in uh, a, a long, longer term uh, player than you want to look farther ahead. Yeah. And I think that, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's true. And I guess it just in general, I'm trying to look through farther ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think in general, it's it, when you make those transfers for two or three weeks, it usually seems to backfire. Um, and yeah. it's one of, the, one of the reasons why I shouldn't have dropped sun when I brought him in my wild card. Right. It was just, I was just too hasty with, with my kind of regret on that one. Um, all right. So let's take some listener questions here, Brandon. Uh, let's do this lightning round style because you and I went uh, way long in our uh, psychology corner. So um, we talked about Samikas already. Thank you for that question, Dan. Uh, Shiv Roy said, how many times are you planning on Captain Holland in the next five or six weeks? So here comes that first that first captain question. So, all right. So I told you already, I am planning to Captain Holland in game week nine. Yeah. What about you? Game week nine? Bus team. Holland is my uh, game week nine captain. That is correct. I am thinking about Spurs. We can debate that a little bit in a moment. But okay, take that Manchester Derby game week 10. This was just points pouring in for Man City last season. So I don't see a huge case against captaining Holland in game week 10 either, unless you want to make a pro case for sala at home to forest um uh, so i make that case you, I, yeah. I think you, you, yeah i think you make case for solid home to forest uh you know i i think that even um odegaard uh arsenal hosting sheffield united would be mm-hmm. an interesting shout um it's uh, there's there's you know quite a number of teams have have, have good fixtures that week and so yeah, but I, I so I think I would probably go Salah. Um, I think Odegaard would be the fun one in ten. But yeah, I think I, Holland's probably like second uh, for me as well in, in game week. He's he's then, close. You you could at least make yeah. a case for him. So you've got us yep. captaining him against Brighton in nine. A case for him yep. in ten. Definitely yeah. home Bournemouth game week eleven. Captain Holland, yeah. and then yeah. you've got Chelsea and Liverpool in game weeks twelve and thirteen possibly Chelsea. So there's a legit case for four out of five of the next game weeks to still go Holland, despite everything that's been happening. I just want to underscore the fact that Rodri is back in the midfield for city. Yeah. This yep. game week and city clearly have missed him. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and he, I, I just think this is going to be transformative for at least chance creation. Uh, for city so i want to see what happens there and the whole conversation about holland could completely change if this if this if city looks rejuvenated with rodri back in the midfield and they pump a few goals past brighton that's i think that's true i thought my instincts are telling me that this is going to be a weird season for holland just starting to feel that way right like i feel like we sometimes get these with with great players kane and 
uh, Van Per, like it just there's a you know there, I I feel like maybe even like Suarez going back a few. It's like every now and then like a great player has just a season where it doesn't quite click, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to worry that this might be the case with Holland. I would say it's more likely two or three of the next five that I'll be captain in Holland. Uh, I think I agree with you nine and eleven. Uh, by the way, in game week 10, you, uh, I think Watkins, um, Villa at home to Luton Town, I think you've got to consider Watkins as a captain option there as well. It's just really hard to not see him getting an attack and return in that match. It feels very, very likely that he will. Um, so, yeah, so three. So you're saying probably four to five. I'm saying probably three out of five. So still still quite a lot. Uh, I'm still not in the no Holland camp. I, I can understand the argument for it. It's kind of the same argument that you made for not going with Salah. Right, mm-hmm. which is that you have other players you want to captain, and you want to spread the money around. But uh, I'm okay with the slightly imbalanced squad at the moment with with Holland and and Salah. Uh, all right, so uh, Captain Kingpin, I feel we kind of answered this a little bit already, but he says, should you prioritize Salah over dealing with problem players in your team? Um, I, you know, if you don't have a wild card and you don't have Salah and you don't have a way to get there that involves anything more than a minus four, I probably would just roll without him. I, you mm-hmm. know, I think that, um, again, we kind of just talked through the captaincy a minute ago. And I think that, and, and again, like because you have Watkins as a game week 10 captain, even that game week where maybe Holland isn't the best pick, there's another kind of excellent affordable captain option sitting right there already. So, um, I think, I think you're, you're kind of okay uh, going without Salah. Yeah, I just wonder if there's a two birds, one stone approach if you really want Salah, but you have a problem in your team. Is there a way for you to do both? I'm going to get rid of this problem and in the process take a minus four to get him in, to get Salah in. But on, on, on principle, I agree with what you're saying, Josh. It's my logic on the wild card. I've just, I don't know. I'm just playing that dangerous game. And I yeah. think... Week to week, it it will bear fruit. Uh, like the non, like the Holland doubters or the Holland jettisoners uh, have done well the last couple of weeks. The there will be a time for the Salah haters. I agree. And what what I like about this is that you clearly don't believe what you're saying, but you are you are <laughs> you are practicing the power of positive thinking, yeah. which is exactly what this this mm-hmm. week's pod is about. It's I like to hear you. It's it's very George Costanza, right? It's not a lie if you believe it, and so I think that that's good. Weave good your web, liar man. Oh <laughs> yeah, <yes>. exactly. <laughs> um, all right, I Idleberry says, uh, keeping ownership in mind, who is more likely to hurt you if you don't own them, Sun or Trippier? Uh, both seem like good options, but both also feel like they could be luxury options at their respective positions. I think the answer is Sun is more likely to hurt you because. What Trippier has shown, uh, it, it's finely balanced, but what Trippier has shown the last yeah. three weeks is he has more attacking output than any other Newcastle defender. While yeah. at the same time, Newcastle defenders have shown they're just going to get clean sheets. So you can sort of like mildly cover Trippier's points at a bargain price of 4.5 to 5 million. Botman, yeah. Shaw, Byrne, whatever. Um, Trippier still, if you can afford him, would be the best player to have. On the other hand, yeah. with Sun, Sun can get a hat trick, and there's no yeah. way to replicate that. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I guess I don't agree. Um, just because I have seen how much Trippier has hurt me the last handful of weeks, not having him, even last week where 
all he got was an assist and a couple bonus, but that was enough to really ding me uh, overall rank wise. And so I do think that you could make a like, for example, I think Odegaard is a perfectly serviceable sun replacement, right? Who's like 0.8 million cheaper or something like that. So it's like, or even someone like, uh, you know, Jared, um, Gerard Bowen. Gerard Bowen. I know I got stuck on the uh, the pronunciation there. Uh, J- yeah, Jared Bowen. Uh, I think he's even someone that you could probably make an argument is offers something similar in terms of kind of floor and ceiling that 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 Sun offers. So I'm not I'm not like I'm not saying that I'm making that case, but I'm saying like it's it's an argument that that mm-hmm. I that I listen to. Whereas I think that Trippier despite his price really uh it's just it just feels like he's been it, it was you know he just had an, he had an incredible four week block of matches there's mm-hmm. there's just no getting around it and if you had him it just really really you had to be good for your overall rank i don't know what a, you know and i and i didn't and i and i sort of prioritize other things and and i'm kind of i kind of treaded water the last few weeks and so um at the moment it kind of feels like i have to say trippier uh because i i did have sun for some of these and and sun is just so um He's just kind of inconsistent. I think that's really the, the frustration yeah. with him, whereas Trippier is so consistent. Um, it's just it's like a floor versus ceiling argument, I guess. Um, all right, two more questions, Brandon. Uh, Nick Stooling says, is Mbomo worth holding for Burnley or is Mbomo now Mbusto? Mbomo <laughs> uh, playing with Cameroon. They mm-hmm. played Russia of all nations in a friendly mm. and they're due to play Senegal, I think on Monday. Uh, all that said, um, he's so important to Brentford. I think he's still, even though he's been, uh, serving up a few blanks fantasy wise, is he's still having a pretty good season. And Damn. I would, I would definitely want to keep him for this Burnley match. I think, Burnley have been getting away with it in term it being being talked about as like the worst team in the Premier League because yeah. Luton have been kind of weird. Sheffield United have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, Burnley have, have put up some real incredible dud performances <laughs> all along the way. And I like Obomo for an attacking return in game week nine. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I do too. I, I suspect I'm going to end up watching this match shaking my head like Lee Trevino, just very, very disappointed mm-hmm. like I have been the last few weeks. But um, I, I, he had some better moments in the Man United match. And I don't know, it, it really feels like this 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 team is just so banged up right now and it just it's really hurting their attack. And um, I, Mbomo is certainly someone I'm looking to drop as soon as possible possible um okay here's actually an interesting question for you uh mm. i have looking at my lineup right now for a game week uh for game week nine and i have carlton morris on the bench and Mbomo starting and i guess the question is should i start morris who play forest away or should i start Mbomo who play burnley at home i think you gotta go with Mbomo, but it's pretty tight actually it's pretty close yeah it's not not tight but I, I would, I don't think I'd lose much sleep over it and go Mbomo. Forest have been having a a good season, you yeah. know, and yeah. particularly even going back to last season, Forest are are really uh, remarkably good at home, and they are playing Luton at home 
I yeah. think they'll do fine against Luton. Morris is always, he's on pens, but so is Mbomo. All the good yeah, things that true. Morris can do, Mbomo can do. <laughs> and he plays true. on a better team. Yeah, that that is well. Our, yeah, I think that's still true. I don't even know it. No, I mean no. They you know the Brent, Brentford are better than than Luton, but man, they've had a rough uh, handful of weeks. Um, all right, so let's one final question here, Brandon. This comes from Lucas E, who says, "Who are the best? Who? Okay, let, let's just make this a one a one person pick here. Who is the best mid priced mid for a one to two week punt?" before you take a wild card, right? So a lot of people are wild carding in game week 10. If you could only have one midfielder, Brandon, mm-hmm. who would you pick? In the, what what price range are we talking let's, about here? Doesn't say. Oh, he says mid-priced. So okay. let's say, uh, let's say between six and nine. And this, and this is for the game week nine, 10 window. You know, uh, you mentioned Liverpool earlier and we didn't talk about any other attacking assets apart from Salah. Luis Diaz, if you can get to him, you get Luis Diaz for two weeks home in the Merseyside Derby and then home Nottingham forest. I think he's looked good, played well. Uh, he'd, he'd be my pick. Okay. I like that one. I think, uh, I'll throw, um, was he healthy? I guess that's the one question. Hold on. Hold hold the hold the line here, Brandon, for a second. <laughs> okay. We're what are they saying right now? Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, actually, he should be fine. Uh Diaby. How about Diaby, Brandon? 6.7 million. Uh, they play uh, West Ham, Luton, mm-hmm. and Forest in the in the following three. So if you're looking for a three-week ben Fulham. like Diaby. Uh, continually run, you know, just yeah, and then and then Fulham. Who I like for some reason, I'm like rating Fulham now. I, the, their defense has been you. a little bit better, yeah. So, uh, but two goals, four assists in the season has been flying a little under the radar. I think he is kind of a fun pick. I also yeah. think uh, Bowen is kind of the perennial, um, uh, keeps going under the radar. I, there's a really interesting match on Sunday, it's the only match, strangely, on Sunday, uh, and it's a uh, Villa hosting West Ham. I I'm almost certainly not going to have any players in that match because I don't have Watkins at the moment. I don't really have a great way to get there. But I think that is a really, really cool kind of upper, I don't know, bottom of the yeah. top of the table clash. Yeah. I think that should be a lot of fun, that match. So I'm I'm really beside myself with that match because I have double Villa and double West Ham. And it's sort of like, uh, I, I'm, I'm like doing the Larry David, like yeah, I could go this way, yeah. I could go that way. Right now yeah. I'm looking at benching both Ward Prowse and Suchek in favor of double Newcastle defense against Palace. Right. I think that's the right move. Yeah. And then you just bank on the home team in Villa um, doing their thing against West Ham. And then my West Ham yeah. players will live to fight another day. But I yeah. agree with you. It's, it's going to be a fun match. I, I hope it's competitive. Yeah, it will be. That's, that's a real both teams to score kind of match. Them. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I see both teams getting, getting something out of that match. Uh, so maybe that's a reason to, I don't know. Do you want, yeah. Ward Prowse. Set piece specialist. Like Ward Prowse over, yeah. Over burn. Right. Is, is it burn? The, the upside would be yeah. higher, I think with JWP. So that's probably the shrewder move is, yeah, is I move back one. to a three, four, three. Yeah. It's like a coin flip though. I feel between those, yep. those two. All right, so there's some picks from us. This is our new, hopefully more cheerful approach to the rest of the season. Brandon, let's take one last break and we'll take a quick peek at Game Week 9 itself. All right, Brandon, we're back. Game Week 9, 
At eight matches on Saturday, Villa West Ham, the aforementioned Villa West Ham on Sunday, and then Spurs hosting Fulham on Monday. So talk to me. You're a Fulham supporter. You have at least considered, kicked around the idea yeah. of captaining Sun for this this uh, this match. Would be fun to have a captain on Monday, right? Yeah. Just sort of sweat everybody else out, and then it's just see what you can do with that captain. So what, how do you feel about Fulham right now? How do you feel about their chances in this match? How do you feel about their defense versus Spurs? Um, you know, what, are you excited about this match as a supporter? <laughs> or are you just kind of, are you just kind of want it to be over? What are you thinking? I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it'll be a fun match and I think it'll be a fun match because Fulham don't really, you know, we were complaining about low block analysis, but for what yeah. it's worth, Fulham just don't really do a low block. They are a more sort of expansive uh, team and yeah. their defense isn't isn't good enough to park the bus in that way. And there is a, lo- a heavy reliance on Polina to be that midfield destroyer. Yeah. Um, you know, who's going to have uh, a good week fullback wise? The, the problem with Fulham fullback wise, if you want to stop Spurs on the wings is Tete hasn't been fit for Fulham, their best uh, right back. And Anthony Robinson, I don't know what's up with him. He did not report for uh, international duty for the U.S. Uh, maybe he's he just decided to. I'm to not sure. Do, do he got fit. called. Yeah. Did he not? Did he, I, I There's no way he, he would up. not have yeah. been called yeah. up. Um, yeah. So anyway, there are some question marks there about how Fulham will defend wide and with Reem and Diop in the middle. They're 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 competent, but they're not mobile. So if you have Son uh getting great service in the 18-yard box, he'll be able to turn those guys pretty easily. So yeah. I think I do think Spurs have an easier time against Fulham than they do uh than uh, than they do against a team like Luton Town who are more yeah. adept at like let's just pack the box and make it very difficult for them to find any avenue to get a shot on target. Fulham yeah. are not going to play that way. So it's it's going to be more open. It's going to be you know maybe Fulham score a goal. It's like a 3-1 probably in favor of Spurs. So okay. it says if you have any interest in being different differential Captaining yeah. Son here, I think, is a very good opportunity. Okay. I like, well, I mean, 3 1. I mean, yeah. And what do we think the Man City Brighton match will be? I mean, the problem is I, I could see that one being 3 1 or 4 1 as well, right? Although it's hard to say. It's so weird. I mean, it's like you can almost see Brighton winning that match too in their own, in their weird way, right? <laughs> they're sort of like, it's like they, they're, I, I just like it's I, I I definitely see goals in that match and yeah. and the reason I bring this up is because I feel like it's it's kind of between those those two or where I would be considering yeah. you know for my for my captain pick. Well, just look at what Aston Villa did to Brighton and Ollie Watkins, and it yeah. it just makes your head spin to try to predict any scoreline uh, against Brighton at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's... I, I I think it's like a win win. Uh, it, when it when it's Holland versus Son, uh, yeah. captaining either of them, if you have both of them, I, I should say it's like a win win. I think yep. you'll collect points either way. I think Holland's probably more likely to. I don't know why is Holland more likely to score goals. That's some historical bias, man. Well, he plays like ninety minutes every match, and yeah. he's the whole like attack is built around creating chances for him. Uh, whereas Son. 
get subbed sure. like at the 70th minute every match. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. that th- those are two excellent points that push us toward Holland. I think that's right. So then it becomes a, like we were saying, blank slate. What's going to be fun? Is it going to be fun? Do you want to have a huge stake in the last match of the game week with Spurs home Fulham? Yeah. That sounds really fun. Are you really competitive against somebody in a mini league and you feel like they're going to captain Holland? Go son. I think that's, that's the rationale. If you just want to play kind of like play by the book, you know, you're at the, you're at the blackjack table and you say, what does the book say? I think the book says here, captain Holland. Yeah. What do you do if you, if you have a lucrative skins match with your podcast co-host and you're trying to get an early edge, you know, what do you do? Yeah, I've got to consult my. Uh, you know what? I've got to consult my priest, by which I mean my bookie, and uh, we're we're, <laughs> we're going to work out a, a strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the question from SRE says, uh, "Who to captain this week if you don't have Holland, uh, Alvarez, Spurs, uh, someone on Spurs, Salah at seven thirty, seven thirty. That's seven thirty U.S. time. Um, I think that I think Salah is a perfectly fine captain. The Derby matches always." throw me off a little bit because I, I talked about this with the, with the Manchester Derby earlier. They're just, they're just unpredictable, right? It's like, I don't, it would, I expect Liverpool to win, of course, but they're just on, just cause like everyone's so keyed up for them. Yeah. And so, I don't know. And so it's like, it's just sort of, it feels less predictable. And so it sort of always throws me off a little bit. Like, I feel like if I was debating, if I didn't have Holland, I would probably just go sun. That just feels safer for me for the exact reasons you outlined when you were talking about how you think that Spurs full match is going to mm-hmm. go. Right. It just seems very likely that we're going to get two or three goals from Spurs in that match, which means sun will most likely be involved. Uh, assuming no freak 44th minute red cards uh, this time around. Yeah. Two nil or something like that. I don't know how yeah. how how bad is this Sean Dyche iteration? They have they have been better. I mean, the Everton have have clearly improved, and so or or or, or whatever. I don't know. The results are better, certainly. So um, I don't think they're going to be quite the pushovers that they would have been like the first two or three weeks of the season. Sure, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, their form is. Bless. I, no one wanted to see Sean Dyche fail in a catastrophic way. We're all rooting I, you know, for him. I, I like him. I, 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 feel, I feel the same way. I, I'm rooting for him too. Um, so, all right. Transfer decisions. What are you looking at? Are you looking to make any transfer decisions in Game Week 9? Are you hoping not to make a transfer? I am hoping to make no transfer decisions, uh, which feels good coming off of a wild card. The That's wild true. card didn't true. score very well in its first game week, but it does. I'm still confident it's left me set up decently. So I think two going into game week nine and you said the magic words, Bakayo Saka earlier. So uh, I don't have him on wild card. Odegaard may have to turn into Saka next week. Uh, And then what, what to do with son when the Spurs fixtures turn. So I feel like I've got a fair number of high profile moves uh, that can yeah. benefit from having two frees in the bank. Yeah, it's going to be hard, I think, with with Odegaard too, because I, you know, I, I, uh, in game week nine, Arsenal play away to Chelsea. It may not be the, be- the best fixture. Yeah, it's it's going to be very tempting to try to find a like find a way to move him to to Salah perhaps in, in ten. But that Sheffield United fixture is so strong, and I think that's one of the ones you really you brought him in for. So um, yep. I think that's going to be a, a debate. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it's yep. Sun to Saka in game week ten. 
so let's, yeah, let's that's see. that's where I'm leaning to. Son, I, I you know I think for me, um, I my transfer is I'm also hoping to to save mine, and ideally I would, I I actually think Mbomo to Suchek, and then use that money to. Um, I I could even consider making three transfers possibly like it, it could be like something like Mbomo to Suchek, um, Madison to Saka. I don't know. Actually, those two moves might just be the simplest way to go mm-hmm. next week. Um, and just because I do feel like I'm going to want to have Saka back sooner than later. He's been really consistent this year. It was it was a short term move to drop him. Um, you know, really targeting that loon and, and like and a nice run of fixtures for Spurs too. It felt you know I think we like it's hard not to let results get in the way of like good process right but like yeah, yeah. you know targeting that Luton town fixture for spurs given how spurs have played this year it, it it was a reasonable thing to do and they absolutely blitzed Luton the first 20 minutes of that match it's just they just yeah. just could not score yeah. and mostly richarlison just played mm-hmm. so poorly and it's sort of and i feel like when that happens when you've got a match where i feel like i just feel like we've seen the script before where one team really overmatches the other team and they go like 20 minutes and they absolutely are on top of them and they just cannot score a goal. So the other team is suddenly like, hey, wait a second, like maybe we got a chance here, right? And they sort of step it up. And yeah. then that's when you get, uh, that's when you, that's like the recipe for a one nil basically. And that's yeah. why, that's why Man City at their best are so lethal, right? Because they, they used to be the yeah. kings of like the fifth minute goal, right? It'd be like mm-hmm. kickoff, tweet, like KDB goes, <laughs> KDB. Nice whistle. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. And then, you know, it's like KDB. KDB goes down the right, crosses into Leroy Sané, Guerrero, Sané, exactly. Somebody, boom, goal, match over, effectively, right? Tweet, and, match over. Yeah, yeah, tweet, match over. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So let's. So that that's that's my. I'm I'm hoping to hold my transfer as well. We'll see. We'll see if somebody gets injured or. I think we can end up getting some. We can end up having a little chaos. We almost always do have international breaks, yep. and so that's just something I'm, I'm kind of ready for. Um, how about an X D I H brand, an X dog in <sighs> him? Yeah, sponsor for the hit movie Strays. Yeah, I was I was dismayed to see that Strays is not only just playing in theaters, but is now on NBC Peacock, which for it all is. all the yeah. U.S. listeners, that's great synergy with the Premier League that also airs on P- the Peacock Network. So Strays yeah. and the Premier League become ever more intertwined. And yeah, I, I was thinking we we might have to do um, you know that thing where you do like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon over. Um, the over um wizard of oz yeah i think you and i may have to do a commentary track for strays okay that we uh, that we did put up in our youtube page and just like you just cue it up when they have like when the credits like start right or like the, yeah. when the production company is shown right you hit play and you and i narrate strays yeah, yeah. um bruno fernandez uh, is XDIH away from the barking mob of Old Trafford? Uh, Bruno okay. can be free, and yep. uh, and there's no better time or no better team against which yep. to get your your mojo back than against Sheffield United right now. How about you? Okay, I, I like that one. Uh, I think that's I think that's a that's a strong one. Um, okay, I will go with. Who do I think is going to have that dog in him this week, Brandon? Um, okay, I've, I've got a good one here. I'm going to. Oh no, he's injured! Oh, <laughs> oh my no! God. <laughs> Did you know that Awani a- 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 is injured until November fifth? I I had missed that somehow. Is wow. it, is so, it a, has is does he have a knee injury? And we could say Awani's knee. 
Oh my God. This is, you just, you, why don't you just keep working on your, uh, <laughs> working on these jokes. <laughs> um, well, okay. So you know what? Let's, let, let's, let's, let's keep it then. Let's keep it with, with Forrest. And I think that he's, he's poised for a breakout match. He's had some really nice performances. Callum Hudson Adoy is my ex DIH. They play Luton town at home. I think this is a really good opportunity for Forrest to have mm-hmm. a nice, like, Big win for the fans. Homecoming weekend in the fall, crisp leaves falling. Brandon, I think that I think the homecoming Hudson, dance in the yeah, forest. I, I think yes, yeah, so I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna score a double hat trick and six goals from 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 Hudson Adoy this week. That feels that feels Fantastic. low end to me between six and nine. Um, and then uh, this is a new feature for this week's pop, Brandon. But okay. uh, we're gonna try it out, see how it goes. And that is. We're all busy people, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, and you can take this one any way you can go. It can be fantasy, it can be real life, it could be. I want to show a friend a match, but if you could only watch one match this weekend, what match are you watching? I'm watching Chelsea Arsenal. It's a London derby, and it's the it's the overmatched Chelsea with the advantage playing in front of their home support. Mm. Which will, which it's like a good handicap against a team that's playing as well as Arsenal are. So yeah. I think that's just going to be a great atmosphere, a great broadcast, and a good match. That's a good. That's a good one. I'm, I'm going to stick with. I, I kind of touted this match earlier, but I'm going to go with uh, Villa West Ham. Um, I think that'll be a fun one. I actually just realized too that I I am going to have a player in that game uh, because Flecken is now probably permanently dropped. Uh, and so, um, I, Areola will be starting for me Wonderful. in that match, but, but I, I, I see that even, even though I'll be starting Areola, I see goals on both sides in this match. I think it's two teams that are, that are really playing well at the moment. Uh, certainly you have to, you have to give this slight advantage to Villa. That is the one, by the way, for our next UK trip after this November one, uh, I think we really need to try to get a, get a, take a trip up to, to Aston Villa, you know, to, to see them play. Oh, definitely. And I think up up there in Birmingham, as you say, uh, lots of great Premier League stadia. We could go by Wolves. Uh, We could do a full a full Midlands trip. Yeah, we could go see Tom Brady's team, uh, Birmingham City. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, we could just be based there. All right. So uh, those are our uh, final picks for this week. Thank you to everyone who listened to the pod. If you would like to support the pod, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We'd really appreciate it if you did. Brandon, this, the podcast market, it's crazier than ever. It's nuttier than ever. Uh, it's, you know, advertisers are, are in, a, you know, the economy brand. Are you, are you watching these, <laughs> these interest rates rise and fall? So um, if yeah. you want to make sure that we can keep doing this podcast, if you want to just say thank you, uh, honestly, that's the biggest reason. If you just want to say thank you and yes. you enjoy the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Then we also, uh, we do bonus episodes uh, each week for our listeners. Uh, the Slack chat, or I mean the Discord, excuse me, it used to be Slack, now it's Discord, uh, is up and running and we do uh, contests throughout the year. Did you see, by the way, I think the Not Your Average Cheater has been resolved. <laughs> Already, end? oh my god! Yeah, what a after, after massacre, we, we we did a tournament to start the season on the Discord. Uh, our friend Eric started out, and uh, it was basically you just had to finish above the average score. 
each week to stay in. It was like a knockout style tournament. And amazingly, within eight weeks this season, every single person had been knocked out, save one. Uh, That is absolutely incredible. It's, it's been such a, such a tricky season. So, so we do stuff like that all the time. There's lots of different leagues and people from all over the world. Uh, So if you're looking for a little uh, bit of uh, community, you know, Mm -hmm. in your, in your state or country or Mm -hmm. wherever uh, you can go to discord and find that. Yeah, absolutely. And now we want to thank the the top dogs, the producer patrons, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Babas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wigner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar, Paulson, Kruger, Alex Holcombs, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noan Louise, Travis Grant, Julio Pena, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fraud Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, and Ben Coombs. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us wherever you get your social media, except TikTok. Don't follow us on TikTok. Uh, email us hailcheaters at gmail.com and find our website with all this information at alwayscheating.com. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. <laughs>